0: Uh, even though I meet somebody sometimes that, uh, oh, my goodness, I met a fellow last week. He, uh, he was all mad and everything about uh, some of the freedoms that we have. And I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, we got a Constitution. If, if you don't like our freedoms, and you know, you can work to change them. But right now we're working off a Constitution. Thank you very much. Amen? And I thought, man, and I didn't tell him this, but I thought, I put five years in the Navy for you? Oh, well, I put five years in the Navy for a lot of people that don't believe the way we do. <laughs> and just thank Jesus, you know, on an on a infinite scale of sacrifice, he died on the cross for a lot of people that don't believe in him either. And yet the blood was shed. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's get in our Bible. Let's go to Exodus chapter number 12. And today, uh, this uh, morning, we are going to take a look at this Memorial Day. Uh, the word memorial has to do with something that is supposed to be remembered. We're supposed to remember and uh, re-member it. In other words, supposed to be part of you again. When we remember something, we put put it back in us. And so we should remember many things that God has done. In fact, the command of God is that don't you forget me. Remember me if you forget me, those that forget God. Oh, my goodness, they're in trouble. So we're supposed to remember some things. Look at chapter number 12. And God started this out with verses 1 through 14. Uh, There was a memorial day that God commanded the Israelites as they were being rescued from the land of Egypt. And they were brought across the Red Sea, and uh, they started out in the night. And they were to uh, take a lamb and kill the lamb and and eat the lamb. Excuse me, I had this off. No, she's not here, and you can't you can't talk to her. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I had this off. I I hope you understand. Now I can't figure out how to. Oh yeah. Don't you hate these? Yeah, yeah, amen. You know, in the Revolutionary War, they didn't have that problem. <laughs> All right, enough of that interruption. Oh, that's just an irritation, something big, something fierce. Uh, anyway, you know, the um, the blood that was shed on the the lamb that was slain, uh, Each each individual family or another family, they could go in family with another family, but every household was supposed to have a lamb slain and then the blood was supposed to be discarded and they were supposed to eat the lamb, roast it with fire, and there was to be nothing left by the morning. So in the in the early morning, the midnight cry came and they got their shoes and socks on ready to go and all their bags and they left Egypt and they went out to the edge of the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army began to follow them. The, now they were backed up, no place to go. They didn't realize, they had not, not one indication that God was going to open up the Red Sea for them. There was no indication. In fact, they accused Moses that, they would, that he brought them out uh, to kill them. And so they had their backs to the Red Sea, and they were facing Pharaoh's army. Pharaoh's army came, and like a beehive, and they were all just ready for war. They were going to slaughter those uh, Egypt or the uh, Jews, or captivate them and bring them back to Egypt. It didn't look good. And God said, "I brought you out that I uh, that I might bring you out. I'm going to bring you to myself." Um, and so what happened was, you know, that the Red Sea opened up. And it was a miracle that nobody expected. God made a way for them. They crossed the Red Sea on dry land. The Red Sea, I think several miles between the area that they left. They got on the other shore, and and then the cloud lifted, and Pharaoh's army began to chase after them. While Pharaoh's army was in the bottom of the Red Sea in the dry ground, God let the water return and washed them all away and killed everybody. Pharaoh's army and Pharaoh himself completely destroyed. Now the children of Israel are in the wilderness and they're in a journey. And now what happens is God wanted them to remember this. Let's go to chapter 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. There was already a calendar, but now they're going to start a brand new year. See that? That's their new, that's the Jewish calendar. So they they started in the month of April. So we go, verse 3 it says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying in the tenth day of this month, They shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish like Christ, a male like Christ of the first year, ye shall take it out from the sheep and or from the goats. And ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. So here's this whole entire assembly of the Jewish nation. Every household has a lamb. And on a certain time of a certain night in the evening, maybe supper time, all the lambs are slain. And this wasn't just once in a while. This was every year at the feast of the Passover. Verse 7 says, And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat it not raw, eat eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, so they weren't supposed to just boil it, but roast with fire his head and his legs and with the pertinence thereof, and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in in your hand, And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you, you to destroy you And when I smite the land of Egypt. Now, here it is, verse 14. Please look at everybody, verse 14. And this day, he's talking in, 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 the, in the day that he was doing it. This day shall be unto you a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. God instituted the Passover the very night that he instituted the uh, plague on on Egypt. And so he tells them, what's going to happen tonight? I don't want you to forget this. I don't want you to go through all your generations and ever stop doing this. I want this month, this is the start of your life. This is the new beginning. This is the month. This is what you're going to do. And I want you to remember what I do for you for the rest of your life. You know, Christian, we're not supposed to forget what God did for us. We're not supposed to forget what he did for us on Calvary's cross. We're not supposed to get lazy and look at it like, oh, I'm tired of being a Christian. I know I know, several people like that. God knew that the children of Israel would have uh, short memories, didn't he? He knew that we all have short memories, don't we? You know, it, it, it is very true that you probably... We we have so many emotional uh, traumatic uh, things that happen to us. It's just that the the more they happen, the longer they happen, the more you just don't get uh, uh, affected by it anymore. And pretty soon, uh, it doesn't matter anymore, and we get numb to everything God does. Um, I know I know uh, I was in a church long ago where it was common to have several people saved every Sunday. In fact, every service there was somebody getting baptized. Every Sunday, (coughs) people were getting saved at the altar. There was just a tremendous amount of people getting saved all the time. And I had to be careful that I I wasn't just complacent and nonchalant and saying whoopee-doo. I had to think, now wait, wait, there's somebody getting saved there. This is important. This is fantastic. And so, you know, we can can get used to uh, good things. And God knew that uh, he's going to shower so many blessings on the children of Israel that he wanted them to remember this night. And so he told them from from all your generations, I don't want you to forget this. You know, this weekend's Memorial Day, and we're not supposed to forget what people did for us. I don't ever want to forget when I was a young boy in the trailer park in Seattle. I don't ever want to forget the army uh, soldiers that would come back from Vietnam, they were coming and going and coming and going, and see, the SeaTac tac Airport was filled with military men uh, down at uh, uh, Fort Lewis and uh, McCord Air Force Base, and that was my playground. My buddies and I would go over to the airport and we'd play all day long at the airport. Uh, how I got there, I never know, but that was a cool place to play if you're a little kid. I mean, that's a little. I, mean, I was never stopped. Nobody ever said, hey, where, where, where's your mom and dad? We ran through the airport, up and down, all over the place. We didn't go out on the air, airfield, though. That was a no-no. But uh, you know what I noticed there? Tremendous amount of military people coming and going in the Vietnam era. And I always looked at them and said, wow, that's amazing. I don't want to forget those guys. I don't want to forget all those uh, movies that I watched as a kid, uh, Victory at Sea, you know. that? Uh, to me, I... I don't know, my wife doesn't have that gene in her makeup, but uh, I have a gene that lets me sit for six hours and watch the whole thing. I could sit all day long. In fact, Monday's coming. No, no, uh, I'm going to be doing a brisket. But I, I could do that. Now, I don't want to forget what they did. I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget all, all that people have done for us. I, I want to be appreciative of it. I, I want to thank God. You know, I still remember the tune. Uh, it's just it does something to my heart to remember all those uh, armies uh, and Marines and sailors. And, and I, I love history. I love looking back at World War II and, and reading all the stories about how they uh, went in to Italy and, and Iwo Jima and Saipan and, and Tarawa and uh, Guadalcanal and all the places. I just I, I can't get enough of that. I, I just cannot get enough of those guys sacrificing. Teenagers, teenagers, many of them you know 17 18 19 years old this is, we got a great country that and our forefathers they fought battles and uh we have we have grandmas and grandpas, uh, but most of most of the world war II fellows are passing away now they most of them are in their late 90s now and uh, very few of them are left and and pretty soon they're going to go off the scene and there's going to be a day when maybe one or two are left in fact brother Carlson and I went over to see uh, Brother Montez a few years back before COVID hit, and we uh, were visiting Brother Montez in his room. He's got Parkinson's. He, he can't function anymore. And right next to his room was a, a World War II veteran. Um, and I now can't remember his name, but I got a picture of him, all three of us. Uh, uh, and and he, 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 his job was to uh, deal with mines, and uh, I guess they called him a mineman. Anyway, uh, he, he had just, they had balloons in his room, and he just had celebrated his 100th birthday. that's <laughs> just, they're, they're dying. They're dying. They're going off the scene. I don't want to forget them. I don't want to forget all that our country's done for us. Memorial Day is a wonderful day for me. In fact, this morning, I just, I text uh, Brother Jimbo and told him how much I appreciated him and what he went through as uh, his buddies all got shot down in a helicopter, a lot of his close buddies uh, in the, the uh, Lone Survivor area. I, I, now I can't, I think it was Afghanistan. But, you know, it's so sad because he goes through a, a, a big valley of depression right about now every year because all of his buddies are still in his heart. And uh, so I, I try to encourage him with a little text this morning and just let him know, no, I wasn't there, but I, I feel for you, and I'm praying for the families of the people that lost their loved ones Uh, who died in that, those those, uh, warriors out there. It's, It's amazing. So let's not forget what God has done for us, but let's get back to the Bible. Let's not forget what God has done for us, not only in our country, but let's not forget what God did for us, each individually, by saving us by His bloodshed on the cross of Calvary. That's supposed to be a huge memorial in our life. By the time Jesus came to earth, the Jews had almost entirely lost meaning of the Passover when Jesus came. Remember, the Passover was just an empty service. They, they completely, uh, there was a few remnants that did it right. And uh, even today, there's some remnants there, people that understand it. But let's go to Matthew chapter 26 in the New Testament. And let's remember what God has done for us. I don't mind being challenged in church to remember. Uh, because, you know, you're, how many have a busy life? How many have your life is, is very complex and there's lots of things that demands uh, on your life? I think everybody could say amen to that. How many feel challenged where whatever you do, whatever you might have uh, work challenges, you might have physical challenges and uh, some of us have emotional challenges and mental and my goodness, none of us, none of us are made of steel. Uh, so we all have busy lives, don't we? Right uh, now. Now. Now, there is one exception to that. Um, I myself, uh, I, I don't know what what that means that you're not made to steal. I, I have no problem, but i'm um, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, uh, some of you, some of you are not made of steel. I feel for you. Anyway, but really, we're not supposed to forget the most important things. That's why we're supposed to be you know what church is. You know what every Sunday we're doing here? We're memorializing Jesus Christ. You say, what? why do we have to go to church every week? Why do we have to go to church every every time, every week? Isn't there any stop to this? Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 time out. Yeah, you should be happy what Jesus did for you. We should be glad about this, right? I mean, think about it. We re- We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus every single Sunday, and it's awful good to do. I don't want to forget what Jesus did for me. I don't don't think I can, but maybe one day the temptation might be there. Oh, yeah, 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 church. Hey, wait a minute. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you and me. And he did it as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Look at verses 1 through 4 for just a minute. Matthew 26 says, And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people under the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. They did not realize they were being used by the devil and that their evil ways had completely passed over the Passover they didn't realize what they were about to do in fact the Bible says specifically had they known who he was they would not have crucified the son of God had they known what they were doing many of them that were in power had no idea what they were just about to do very few of them realized We are fulfilling the prophecy right now. We're putting to death the Lamb of God. Now, you and I should never get so glazed over and so complacent and apathetic and indifferent that the cross doesn't mean anything to us anymore. The Lamb's blood in the day of the Passover, in the the time of Exodus... Was applied to the header of the door. That's the that's the part of the door above, and the two door jams, which is, I think also called the lintels. But the the whole door, the, the the right side, the 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 header, and the the left side, was to be sprinkled with the blood of that lamb. And inside that house was safety. Inside that house, anybody could get under that blood. And when I see the blood, so. I I don't know how it happened, but Jesus said that I would pass through. It's It's not that some death angel came by. It's not that some grim reaper came by. Jesus said in the Bible that God said he would pass by. He himself would pass by. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And so the faith that it took to obey God and slay the lamb and take the blood and put it over the door, And then when God came by, and it didn't take him long, now listen, he just came by, and I don't know how much blood was shed. I just know this, there's a whole lot of Jewish people that, that obeyed that, and that's what started the Jewish nation for the freedom to get across the Red Sea and go into the Promised Land, and God said, now I don't want you to forget what just happened. I don't want you to forget that. You and I, every one of us, ought to have some kind of inkling some kind of recollection, some kind of historical event, some record I don't care what you want to call it but you ought never to ever uh, just forget uh, the the moment you got saved. It is something to much be remembered when that blood was applied to you and I now I'm not I'm not getting on anybody because we all forget but you should you should have an understanding okay I don't know what day it was I don't know much about it I can take you to the spot where I asked Jesus to come into my heart. I think that's important for everybody to do. Look back and remember. Memorialize the time when your heart and the Holy Spirit says, that's when you meant it. That's the day. That's the place. That's where you were, right there. That's it. You know, that's the Holy Spirit's job is is to witness with us and say, we are the children of God. This is true. You know, I, I struggled many times wondering well, um, uh, when I was a young boy, like, okay, what, right after I got saved, I, I thought, well, I don't, I don't much understand what just happened to me. But it took time in the Bible to understand that's what happened to me. See, you don't know everything, but I could tell you what, where I was, and I think that's the memorializing, that's your testimony That's where God put His blood on your soul, and He does it by faith. The blood shed on the cross 2,000 years ago from the body of Jesus Christ is the one and only way that anybody can enter into the kingdom of heaven. That is the door. He said, I am the door. Now, we have many uh, memorials, in our, uh, in our nation, as you know. And, and some are overseas. I know uh, Normandy has some crosses on a hill o- over in Normandy, France. Uh, I know there's some crosses over in Iwo Jima, <coughs> in Saipan, and some in, um, I believe, in Papua New Guinea, I'm not sure, but I know that uh, Corregidor, I've been to the battlefield of Corregidor. There's some, there's some very, very touching scenes uh, also, recently, I think a couple years ago, whenever last year, we went over to Mississippi, and we went. I wanted to drive by uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, where the Civil War battlefield was, and that battle was tremendously amazing. You know, Grant and Sherman both, with all uh, Admiral Porter. Porter was the Navy guy, and they had they had the army and they had the navy. And they all came down from the north. Uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi is right on the bend of the Mississippi River. And uh, the Mississippi River was clog- uh, clogged and blocked with the Confederate Army. And they had so many guns pointing down to this bend of the river where Vicksburg sat. And any time any of the Union boats would try to come up and down the Mississippi River, they would be annihilated and it was a very very strong bastion of power for the Confederate Army, and they uh, they had not only uh, uh, the ability to transfer goods and, and 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 soldiers, but they had east and west across that river too, so they could they could get supplies from the Texas and uh, or west of the Mississippi. It was terrible, and you know Grant and Sherman came down from the north, and they went through. They thought, well, we'll just pile through and plow through and and cut down trees in the swamp and we'll take uh, Vicksburg from the north and they got bogged down in the swamp and they they couldn't do it. So now what do they do? Well, they can't come east of the Mississippi and come down because it's so strong with the Confederate Army. So what they had to do is they had to find out, what are we going to do? They decided that they'd come down the north part of the Mississippi River and try to break the blockade. And in the big bend of the river, the land, they decided, well, we gotta get below Vicksburg, south of Vicksburg, we got to do this. And so what they tried to do was they tried to dig a trench and they had mass labor and they tried and then it got bogged down again and it was so hard, they couldn't dig, Uh, they were gonna dig a canal and bypass Vicksburg, they couldn't do it. So finally what happened? They finally got below the river. They, they broke the blockade. They got down below the river. They set up shop down there. And then they went east, and then they went north back up to try to take Vicksburg, and they finally took the town. We went over there. And after all these years since uh, 1864, 65, the end of the war, they have all these memorials, and there are cannon lined up on the ridges where they were and you could only imagine the bloodshed and the screaming and the agony cry of agony and all that bloodshed in the Civil War. Listen folks, we have a lot of people that died for what they believe in. And we have a, we have, we have the, I think I, I can't be sure, but I think there was somewhere north of 600,000 uh, soldiers that died on both sides altogether. They were American brothers and they all died on those civil war battlefields. We shouldn't forget that. You know, I don't I don't think anybody ought to mess with any of those monuments. I don't care if it's south or north or east or west, just leave them alone. If we forget our heritage, we've forgotten everything. It's only easier then to start taking down statues all over the place and pretty soon they're going to take down uh, they're going to have to reprint the money, George Washington's face is on everything. Our, our own state's going to have to get a new seal. The state of Washington has a picture of George on it. Why don't they just leave history alone? Why can't we just enjoy the fact if guys made mistakes, then let's look at their mistakes. If victories were won, then let's look at it. It's not all about black and white. It's not all about race. It's about what happened. And we're free because people made us free. You know what I feel like as a Christian? I feel like Martin Treptow. I don't know if you've heard that name before, but in World War One, there was a man, a young boy named Martin Treptow, and he was a private. And he was told by his commander to deliver a message to another division. And in in so doing, he was killed on the battlefield in World War One. And when and when they grabbed his body and and took it back. They found a diary in his pocket. Martin Trepto, a private. He couldn't been more than 18, 19 years old. But they found a diary in his pocket. And this is what his diary said. Quote, America must win this war. I will work. I will save. I will sacrifice. I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. End quote. I feel like as a Christian, we ought to be authentic. We ought to be the real thing. We ought to to still love this Bible. We ought to still have a testimony. There's a memorial one day uh, when when you got saved. It's going to be brought back to you. And thank God. Maybe you didn't forget. Maybe, maybe you had trouble reminding yourself, okay, what was the circumstances? Praise God. Am I saved? Yes, I am. I remember. You know, just after the Civil War in 1866, somewhere up in Waterloo, New York, is, is the claim where it first began. They began to take and put flowers and, uh, uh, and decorate all the graves of all the Civil War veterans that have died. And of course, in Arlington National Cemetery, it never was as big as it is now because exactly during the war, what happened was that when those soldiers in the, in the um, North began to die, you know Virginia is where the capital is, in Washington, D.C., not too far from that is Arlington National Cemetery. I've been there twice. I'll never forget it. But as it got started, I, I thought it was ironic that the, the, the place where it began was Robert E. Lee's mansion. Now, he had to escape the mansion, and he had to go to, to uh, uh, Vicksburg, no, um, uh, Richmond. Anyway, he was a battlefield general, but he had been trained in uh, uh, the uh, war college. You know, he he was right there at West Point. All those guys, North and South, they both were well trained. All those generals, Custer and all Longstreet, and many others, Grant, Sherman, all those all those fellows, they all knew each other. And so, in order to say, basically, this is your fault, they started burying. Union soldiers in the front yard of, of Robert Lee's, Lee's house, his, his front yard. That's where Arlington National Cemetery got started. And some of the oldest graves are right there, right around his house. And all of a sudden, that thing grew and grew and grew. Well, Memorial Day was right after the Civil War, and they began to decorate all the graves. I think one time there were 20,000 graves that were decorated in Arlington Cemetery. And I'll tell you what, that it just brings chills to my soul. It just gives me goosebumps all over to think that I was walking through all those graves of the heroes. I remember the tomb of the unknown soldier. You know the guy that takes that duty every day? He has to be meticulously uniformed. He can't drink. Any liquor, he has to take a vow of no liquor, no drugs, no smoking. He has to meticulously have his uniform at perfection, and he has to uh, march up and down this this, uh, carpet over and over and over again. I think they have to do that, I think, for a half an hour, and then another man takes his place, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I've been there, and I've watched that, and it makes me proud to be an American. It gives me chills. While we were walking up to the tomb of the unknown soldier, my family and I, we heard the clippity-clops of a horse-drawn carriage. On the back of the wagon was a a draped United States flag, draped beautiful over the casket of another soldier that died, and they were on their way very slowly with a funeral procession to go bury him. In that in another grave the oak trees are up uh, you know maybe maybe 70 80 feet and and just like a canopy of oak trees everywhere and and, and all the grounds with the the trails of the roads and the paved roads all circling over grave after grave after grave after grave after grave World War two World War one Civil war all these graves all over the place and here comes this wagon with another casket you know we we put so much importance on heroes that died for us and we should we should remember them but I'm I'm afraid we forget the most important person in the world that died for us we forget we should decorate his life we should have a Memorial Day for Jesus we should have a Memorial Day for everything he's done you should remember uh, your day, or if you have one that you can remember the day you got saved, or the moment. I've been to Mount Rushmore. It is amazing. And you look up at the mountain and you just think, oh my goodness, our country is so awesome. We have so many wonderful presidents Lincoln, Jefferson, Washington, Roosevelt. I've been to Vietnam Wall in uh, Washington, D.C and it is very solemn. You don't you don't joke around that place. You don't cut up and laugh. You go right down there and it is amazing that wall of all the names, 50 some thousand, 52 maybe 56,000 uh, Vietnam soldiers. All the names of them are written in stone on that wall. You don't you know, you don't play games there. You don't goof around and and like they said in the navy you don't you don't you don't smoke and joke around that wall there are guys down on their knees at the name of one of their buddies and they're on their knees and they're just in tears because they still have a feeling of camaraderie with those men that died i wish we could get that kind of care and concern when we think of our lord these Civil War battlefields, you don't need to go to Tahiti. You can if you want to. You don't need to go to the Bahamas. You want a real vacation? You go look in all the dots and places around the heritage of our own country, and you'll come back. You'll, you'll, You'll fly the flag. You'll come back and say, come on, let's just build this country. Oh, I remember so well how... So many times I had studied and studied and, and went through book after book after book of all those different uh, issues in the Civil War and then I got to see it from firsthand. You know, we're not supposed to forget the Lord Jesus Christ. We're supposed to remember Him and all that He did. Now, I want you to think with me. Would you go back to Matthew chapter 20, 26 with me? This is so important. When when we look at the cross, that's a, that's not to be forgotten. When we look at great battles, that's not to be forgotten. These memorials, when we look at our salvation, it's not to be forgotten. Now, we don't celebrate the Passover anymore. Uh, you know why, don't you? It's because Jesus died as the Lamb of God, right during the Passover week. Now let's go to chapter 26 of Matthew. And here, isn't it amazing that he said, I don't want you to ever forget this. And so then Jesus came and he lived a perfect life and he died during the Passover week. Verse 26, it said, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, and gave it to the disciples said, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of this vine, of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. You know what he said to the churches? He said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. A lot of good churches will have on their communion table, do this, this do in remembrance of me. And it's just a reminder that we're not supposed to forget what God did. I don't want to forget what American soldiers and sailors have done for me. I don't want to forget what what God has done for me either. Today, would you remember for a minute what God has done for you? I look back and I think, boy, it would have been nice to cross the Red Sea with all those people. I'm not sure if that would have been nice or not. But it sure is nice to know that they did it and that Jesus died for us. Our day of memorial memorial should never, ever go away. And I say this in closing, I think this honestly. I think when we get to heaven, we're never, ever going to forget that Jesus died on the on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Because all throughout eternity, you're going to be there because of what he did on the cross. Whenever you get a blessing in heaven, whenever you walk on the golden streets, whenever you get to see Jesus, whenever you enjoy your eternal life, and you praise him, and you glorify him, and you worship him, and you serve him, and you adore him, and you get to see all the blessings of the new city, Jerusalem, and when you're looking at all the pearly gates and the golden streets and the gems and the diamonds and rubies and and all, and your rewards, you're never going to forget because when you see Jesus, you're going to remember. You're going to remember what he did for you because he's going to have those marks in his hands. He's never going to ever, ever be forgotten what he did for us. Let's, let's remember. Let's remember our, our heroes. Let's remember people like Martin Treptow. Let's remember all those battlefields. But more so, let's remember the Cross of Calvary. Let's remember what God did for us. Let's have him in memorial forever. Let's bow our heads for prayer today. I'm glad we have a federal holiday.